All right, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I got a special guest, Mr. Nick Bland from Nick Bland Fitness. He helps busy people lose up to 25 pounds in 12 weeks without giving up carbs or happy hour. Sounds like a good plan to me. Um, thanks for coming on the show, Nick. I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's going to be good. I feel like, you know, you and I both were coaches in the online training mentorship, but we haven't had a lot of like chats just like the two of us mm -hmm. um, so that's why i kind of like doing the podcast just to really jump in and learn about you and, and what your your story is and that sort of thing um but and that and that's where i kind of i love to kick off is just kind of what got you into fitness in the first place mm -hmm. i always love to know people's origin stories if you yeah. will yeah 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 i've all i've loved fitness since i was little um baseball is my first true love i actually played college baseball um fitness was always kind of on the side <clears throat> something that I loved doing. I was limited on the way that I liked to work out and stuff just because of baseball. Um, and so pretty much long story short, when that ended, my college baseball career ended, I really started getting into to more fitness stuff and, and education. And I have a bachelor's, bachelor's degree in kinesiology. So that kind of kicked it off. And then I ended up getting a, a personal training certification 2016 and then I worked in, since then I worked in a couple of gyms, um, you know, growing up, I kind of was actually pretty skinny and that was something that I, it was always like, I got to get more and more and more. And so I ended up as I, as I grew up into my, you know, late teens, early twenties, I gained a lot of weight, gained a lot of muscle and that was awesome. And then I kept gaining weight mm. and I kept gaining weight and then had to swing far the other way. And I was like, all of a sudden, like like a lot heavier and not happy with where I was at. So then, and so then at that point I just started kind of researching and I was still really big into fitness. So I was very active, um, workout wise. And that, that was never an issue for me because I loved it. But for me, it was the food and like mm. learning how to do that. And I was even under the impression, like I didn't necessarily think oh, I had to do some sort of fad diet, but I, I was under the impression, you know, I had to eat really clean and I had to eat like, but I love food. I, I grew up loving food. And I, and so I was like, okay, how do I do it? So I started just learning about the basics with calories and some macronutrient stuff and different implementation, things like that. And I just saw, you know, weight and fat fall off of me. And, and at that point I was like, man, this stuff is actually not rocket science. And, you know, just more education, more time working with people in the gyms and stuff. i started simply putting together just like a few PDFs of, of how to culminate all this stuff together, systemize it for people, start selling them. It's kind of like out of my garage, not really because it's online, but <laughs> selling them just like really cheap. Here's PDFs on how to do this stuff and um, really believed in it. And then I had other full-time jobs and stuff like that. And then um, since then, it's just been, it's just crazy to think back on that because just what, what has this grown into for me and and so that's that's kind of my background now um that led me up until the last you know two three years mm -hmm. to starting really the business i have now so yeah it's it's always nice to kind of hear the growth and i find when i have to tell my story it kind of gives me that little like i guess you call it ego boost of like wow like i have come kind of a long way or you know mm -hmm. when you're when you're in that day-to-day -day, you know, you're a family man i'm a family man we're running our own business sometimes it's just like you're, well, I'm, I don't have hair to pull out, but <laughs> you're pulling yeah. your hair like, well, you know, what the hell's going on? But you tell your own story and you're like, wow, like I actually, 
I've been through quite a bit and I've, and I've grown, you know, as an individual. When I, I want to backtrack though, because I love talking to, to athletes, especially outside of my sport of preference. But what um, what led to you not playing college basketball, baseball anymore? Like what happened throughout there? Yeah, so that's actually kind of a long story, which I don't need to go on too much of the weeds. But basically, I um, I got hurt, I got burnt out. It was like a whole a whole thing about halfway through college. I ended up quitting and then coming back as a, I have a master's degree as well. So as a grad student, I came back and actually played a fifth year. And so I just finished because I was finished at that point. Yeah. Um, done with school and that kind of thing. And, and so anyways, what's been cool is like, I mean, growing up, it was always like, I want to be like a major league baseball player, a professional baseball player. And that was kind of a dream of mine. Cause I always felt like, man, I want to do something bigger, you know, with my life. I don't want to just, I mean, if you want to put it this way, like work a normal nine to five job or something mm-hmm. like that. So um, obviously it's a different realm, but I feel like in some ways I'm, I'm um, able to do that and to help impact people and not work a normal nine to five job. Cause I just yeah. don't feel like I, I would do very well with that. So um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it ended. It was just like, yeah, call is kind of just done. And yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I joke about, I don't think I saw a tweet or a reel about, I didn't want to work a nine to five. So I started my own business and now I work 24 <laughs> seven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Cause exactly. I always, I always just talk about tell my mom. I'm like, I can't, I can't see myself sitting in an office all day. Like I've seen her go through it and here I am how many years later and I sit at a desk all day. Yeah. 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 But, but, but it feels different when it's your own, right? Yeah, and you're absolutely. doing like, I'll work, you know, 16 hours in a day, but I don't want to work for somebody else. Like I'll yep. do it for myself, you know, so nice. there's yeah, a different that's... mindset, but. And the type of work too, like we're, what we're doing at fitness and not to, I'm not belittling any other careers, but it's like, we got to follow a passion that we had, right. We yeah, both exactly. do sort of similar stories in your, in your weight gain and then like too much weight gain. Did that interfere with college baseball too? Or that was all after the fact. That was during the time. Uh, I wouldn't say it negatively impacted actually my performance too much. I mean, it was more, I, I got bigger. And in fact, a part of the, a lot of the reason why I tried to gain weight you know, when I was younger and skinny, I was like, I want to be bigger and stronger for baseball and just mm-hmm. in general. Um, and so I wouldn't say God, but it was timing wise. It was about then. And then when I was done with baseball, that's when I could really focus on, uh, you know, my fitness, fitness journey. Yeah. And then that led to coaching too. I yeah. Think. And that was going to be my next question is what, what led you to want to coach people in fitness? Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I mean, the biggest thing is like, I just feel like it's, there's only a couple things I always say. I always joke. There's only like two things in the world that I actually know anything about. And it's, it's baseball and it's like fitness and and now fat loss and stuff, right. Nutrition. And that's it. I don't know. Ask me other questions. About, and I, obviously I'm joking, but in all actuality, like it's just a super big passion of mine in general. And it was like, you know, to me, it's a lot more, I mean, it's cool to see your own transformation, but then it becomes like, okay, this is not about me. You know, like there's so many other people that need help. And going through my own transformation, my own fat loss transformation specifically, realizing, man, this stuff, yeah, it takes diligence and hard work, but it's not, it's not like this crazy rocket science complicated thing that a lot of people want you to think and like industry industry wants you to think. And so I was like, I got, I got to start telling people about this. And then I get energy from people and I get energy from, from being able to help people with, you know, this area of specialty, you know, from me. And so that's that's kind of how it led into that it wasn't even necessarily like oh i want to be a coach when i was younger like mm-hmm. it wasn't even like that but it just kind of turned this this passion and how i 
like talking and working with people and then it's kind of come together like this. Yeah. I find that happens a lot. I think with athletes, like we, I think we're used to kind of that community that we have. And then when it's finished, it's almost like you, you want another one and fitness and sports kind of go hand in hand. And if you've gone through your own transformation, at least this is where I was at is like, I want to help people with theirs. I want to help them avoid all the shit that I went Mm -hmm. through, all the mistakes that I made. And then there's nothing that's more almost fun than like busting myths with people and getting mm-hmm. like, to like, Holy, you can, you know, you can have donuts and lose fat. Like, what are you talking about? It's kind of like mm-hmm. this unspoken truth. Um, how have you, how have you find, uh, found navigating myths with, uh, with clients, both past and present helping them with that? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a really cool thing. I think if I can get people just to believe enough, enough to be like, okay, I can actually do this and actually put action towards it. Um, then, you know, it's not even a matter and I don't take it personally, but like sometimes it's one of those things that I do it too with other topics where it's like you hear someone say you trust what they're saying, but until you actually go through it, mm-hmm. you actually experience it yourself, you don't fully buy into it. And so that's the most gratifying thing to me. It's okay, just just let's just try. Like you can you can have some chocolate, you can have some alcohol, you know, strategically, and you will lose fat. No, no, I don't think I, you know, okay, just let's just try it. Let's just see what, ha- you know, and then we go through it. And sure enough, obviously fat loss takes time. It's not mm-hmm. like it's like this overnight thing, but they, they realize it's kind of this reinforcement of, holy cow, I can do that. And, and it's like, I trusted you, but now I really understand what you're saying. And so that's probably my favorite thing is, is yeah. Myth busting, like you said, helping people push through limiting beliefs. And I think kind of going back to the original point too, like, I feel like in this space and in our area of, of expertise, like I feel almost like an ethical obligation to help as many people as we can because just the way our society is and the way that a lot of big, bloated, ugly companies frame things, market things, confuse people, um, and just the way that everything's set up these days in with food and everything. like I feel almost like an ethical obligation to help as many people as I can to add on to why I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. I I love that. I never looked at it from that perspective. It makes sense because the industry, and it's funny because I, I I talk with other coaches and we we talk about this industry, even though we're in it, it's like, we're the change makers. We want it to be different and not, I don't know about you. I, I almost never recommend supplements for people because it's always kind of like that thing that they're being sold, but it's always that thing that they don't need, especially in the beginning. So it's yeah. always helping them work around. Oh, what about this? What about this? And I'm like, look, let's work on your sleep, your eating, your yeah. workouts, like let's work on all these other things first. And then maybe we can talk about what supplement you might need yeah. or might help you with that sort of thing. You find that, that happens last. With- yeah. That last 2% that might yeah. help you a little bit after doing X, Y, and Z first hundred percent. Yeah. To me, I mean, I, people ask me about supplements all the time. I mean, it's a very common thing, but mm-hmm. to me it's okay. I, I recommend protein for most people just because of convenience mm-hmm. um, to get enough protein in. I mean, you can definitely, get enough protein from your food. Right. But that's tough for most people. So that, um, if you like pre-workout or some sort of like caffeinated drink, that's great. I mean, you can do that. You don't have to have it. Maybe daily vitamins or greens to help get some micronutrients and then maybe creatine, but that's something too down the road that even in my, uh, my, my common person that I help, like it's not really that big of a deal to them at this moment to gain a ton of strength. You know, we, we can, get a little bit help with from creatine and you already have to be consistent. So like you already said, 
that those are that I'm I'm right on board with that. I think protein's the only one where I usually will be like, yeah, it's probably worth mm-hmm. pushing just because it is whether it's bars or 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 powder or something, just because a lot of people struggle, you know, unless you're eating a lot of cottage cheese and Greek yogurt and meat, <laughs> like you're yeah. it's gonna be tough. It's tough. Know? To, Prote- so. And pr- protein is one of them that I, I almost don't consider it a supplement anymore because yeah. it, it's yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. a food, right? Like right. it has calories, it has high quality protein, but I feel like the <laughs> supplement thing is just it's conditioning as part of it because again, it's always being marketed. So people are always looking for that, that next thing yeah. and the creatine thing. It's very rare. I'm the same. It's very rare that most people that I work with would need it. Yeah. It's like, it can help, but in this stage of their journey, it's not even important. Yeah. Like it's not even relevant no. at this stage. Like no. if you haven't been consistently weight training for, I'd say five to 10 years, like consistently, mm-hmm. you definitely don't need to worry about creatine. I'd say no, yeah. no, definitely not. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What's even uh, then? No, go ahead. I was going to say, even then it's really only if you have big, like strength goals and you're pushing yourself and it's been so consistent for years and years it can give, and even then, like it's even. I remember being young with creatine, thinking, "Oh, it's like steroids. Not even close." You know, <laughs> like it's just like this tiny little thing that can help give you a little more power output with all yeah. of those things. So, yeah. I think that the few times I have recommended, it's either it's been like a couple of dads in their forties that are just looking to to build a little bit of muscle and just and just yeah. maintain and gain some strength, and that's pretty much it. Like I think yeah. other than that, you know, none of the moms I work with I've ever recommended to. Because the thing with creatine too, it's it's almost a double edged sword because people will love it when it's working or when everything's working, but when it's not, it's almost like okay, creatine is causing me to bloat. This is the problem. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like we don't even have to worry about that. That's just another like yeah factor yep. that's not even a part of this thing. Um, and it's 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 funny we bring up protein shakes. I'd love to get your opinion, and I, I probably already know, but I had a client uh, send me a message saying she saw a video on TikTok and already I was like, mm. and she was like, yeah, I know it's TikTok. And <laughs> the person on TikTok was saying that their client was weight loss stalled because they kept drinking the same uh, premier protein shakes. And I was like, okay. But she was like, yeah, the, the person in the video said it was because the chemicals in the premier protein shake that stalled the weight loss. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. What, I are, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are initially that's stupid and doesn't, there's no like actual scientific backing to that. Yeah. Like the weight of the evidence, it comes down. You can talk about chemicals and things like that all day. It comes down to energy balance, which, you know, eating less, consuming less than you're burning consistently. So mm. maybe playing devil's advocate, maybe those protein shakes uh, affect behavior. What I mean by that is, Maybe this person is is drinking these premier protein shakes and they automatically, once they drink it, their mind goes to, I need a large fry mm. or, or a big bag of potato chips with this. Okay. And then at that point, they, they, the behavior leads them to, to focus on those kinds of things. Um, and then, well, that still comes down to energy balance, consuming too many calories. And so, um, sure in that way, but directly, no, yeah. there's no, no. And that's what I told her. Yeah. I'm like, it's no fault of your own. It's not, it's not my client's fault. It's like, this is part of the industry that we're fighting is this is it, it's, it's a statement. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. So whether it doesn't matter what food it is. And then I had, a, I had actually a similar conversation with another client. You know, he was talking about how someone told him that if you eat the same foods every day, your body's going to get stuck and it's not going to lose any more fat because it's used to the same foods, almost like the muscle confusion argument, but with food. Yeah. 
And I was yeah, like, yeah. literally, no, man. Like, this is not. I mean, some of the most consistent clients eat a lot of the same foods every day yes. because they choose to, and, right? It's just, yeah, it yeah. makes the behaviors easier. Yes. And it, so, in this case, it's like if you mix it up too often, and I'd love to hear how you navigate clients with this too. Like, mm-hmm. if you try to get new meals and new recipes and all this stuff every other day, it makes it tougher to be consistent. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I think it does depend on on the individual. But yeah, my experience is, I mean, there's studies on this too, if you want to look at research that show, you know, people that eat consistently very similar foods every single day, it's so much easier to sustain where you're at. Well, it makes sense logically because you're, you know what to expect, you know, the amount that you're eating, you know, the vitamins and the minerals, you know, how it makes you feel you know, how your behavior, how you respond behaviorally after eating those, it makes sense. Mm. Um, I think with the right structure, with being really good with tracking and protein and sleep and water and all these different kinds of things. I think if people like food variety, that doesn't automatically mean, well, you're screwed because there's people that do that too. And I think people fall, people love extreme. I always say people love extreme lands, one or the other. (laughs) Truth is, it's all context. It's all the individual and it really just comes down to balance. And so if you like for me, for instance, to be honest, I love food variety. I'm not the type of person that I eat the same exact thing every day. And a lot of times not even close to the same thing, but I'm very aware of the amount that I'm eating. I'm very aware of all these other factors that give me the structure that allow me to sustain where I'm at or, or improve or whatever. Like yeah. that. So I think it does depend on the individual, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are studies that show, like, yeah, if you're eating very similar things a lot of the days of the week, it's, it makes it way easier on yourself. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but also you've put in the work to get here too. I think that's that's right. one thing I think that one right, piece right, right. that people miss is like they look at coaches or fitness influencers or whatever bodybuilders and they're like, okay, well, how did they get there because they're eating this and this and this? I'm like, well, they've put in years of work to get in in learning and skill building like tracking calories i love it for people as a skill i'm like this is a skill building exercise where you can you know track a plate of food and the more you do that you learn Mm -hmm. what you know what the makeup is in a plate of food like i've i think my fitness pal i signed up in like 2012 so it's like a time at 10 year anniversary of (laughs) freaking my fitness pal i can look at plates of food confidently and be pretty close to within a calorie range i'm sure you're the same with yeah with yeah. the the reps that we put in with this sort of mm-hmm. stuff, it doesn't come, you know, intuitively that oh we just we just know because we know it's like no we we've been through the mud with this kind of stuff. Right, right, yeah. Don't don't compare your step one or two to our step twenty. You know, like we're just in a a different. We put in the work for that. So you're exactly right, and I think that's where tracking. Even if you do eat very similarly, mm-hmm. in my opinion, I think for most people, tracking at least going through some phases of it, like you said, is such a valuable experience especially if you're trying to change your body composition lose fat and stuff just because it's just it's a shot in the dark a lot of times i mean people underestimate oh yeah i probably that's probably 100 calories at starbucks drink and it's 350 you yeah, know yeah. or an alcoholic drink or oh yeah i didn't i didn't track that handful of peanuts or whatever like that and that was mm. add up they do i mean it's it's sneaky and stuff so anyways yeah, yeah. but that and that's the thing with those it's not it's not that it happened once it's that you know that starbucks drink if you're getting that every day and you're off by 250 calories every day. Yes. That's over a thousand a week, you know, yep. multiply that over months, you know, you're, you, that's the, the, the culprit as to why you're not, you know, seeing any progress. Yeah. It's uh it's a skill, like you said, like anything else. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's huge. What do you find with, uh, with your current clients? Like what, 
what are some of their biggest struggles? Do they have a problem with tracking or is it more like a workout thing? Cause I know you said we, you help busy people as well. Yeah. It, yeah, it depends. So, so from a food standpoint, I think there's kind of that belief of, Oh man, I don't, I, you know, some people are fine with tracking starting out, but some people get really uh, up in arms about tracking at first because they're like, I can't be perfect with this. You know, I have some of these, um, you know, more type a clients, mm-hmm. which is awesome. They make great clients. And I can be that kind of way too, so I can relate. But but what I have to realize is is they think they have to be perfect. Like I say, okay, like your goal is to eat 2,000 calories. They think if they're not hitting exactly 2,000. So framing it correctly, honestly, typically what I see, and these are patterns I see, within a few weeks, even with those people that are really nervous about tracking, they start really getting like, okay, I have confidence to know, like if I'm in the ballpark, I'm going to be in a good spot. Um, as far as other just typical struggles and patterns for people, I would say weekends tend to be probably the biggest thing that are, are challenging for people to work around. Um, also, just vacations or little trips or mm. weddings or sicknesses. And so honestly, from a coaching standpoint, I see big picture. I, I do this with hundreds of people. So I see, okay, you know, you have a bad weekend sometimes, not every weekend, but you have one bad weekend, you go out of town, you overeat a little bit. Biggest thing is get right back to it. Or if you get sick and you can't work out for, you know, five days, just get right back to it. It's not that big of a deal, but to them, it feels like it's the end of the world. And, and what I've found is people typically, you know, before working with us and stuff is, is they, that's when they fall off. Cause they think, well, I screwed everything up. Oh, well it's all or nothing. And so really teaching them, no, like don't miss the forest for the trees here. Let's learn from that. How could if you messed up? How can we be better and just get, get you right back on track mm-hmm. and to get better for next time. And so that's something that we focus on a lot, but, I think I forgot your original question. Basically what is common with yeah. struggles for people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, food wise, I would say weekends are, are typical. And then, and then workout wise, I would say just, uh, you know, if I'm helping desk job people with steps and workouts and stuff, that can always be a bit more of a challenge. And that's where it's kind of like, I've even, as I've evolved and gotten better as a coach, rather than just yelling until I'm blue in the face, you got to get your workout done. It's only 30 minutes. It's like, there's a point where it's like, yeah, that's important to push them. But at some point, if it's not working, then we adjust. And I've yeah. done that actually even recently with clients. Like, okay, instead of working out 30, 35 minutes, three, four days a week, why don't we work out six days a week for 10 minutes a day? Do something. Mm-hmm. Do something. The power of intention, going out of your way to take time to be active, it's powerful. And so that's that's been something to just kind of meeting people where they're at. I mean, that's my own little coaching yeah. journey I'm too of course but um yeah that's that's something too i think that it's the all or nothing thing i think mm-hmm. is the root of all like oh, if i can't do an hour long intense workout then what's the point yeah and it doesn't need to be that way so. it's the overarching theme i think for most people right they're either all in or they're or they're not in at all and i think that just it it stems from marketing programming what they're used to what they've tried in the past it's like okay i'm gonna go on a diet so they're all in on the diet until they're not. And then it's just okay. Well, they're out of it until they're mm-hmm. in it again. And it becomes this cyclical thing where I've seen it with a few people. I won't, I won't name names, but I've seen year after year. It's like, okay, well, they're going to cut. Okay, cool. And then the winter comes, they're going on a bulk. Okay, cool. And then, but after years, it's like you either look the same or arguably your body composition is worse. Like you gain yeah. more body fat because like the bulk is just an excuse to be off your diet for yeah, however yeah, many yeah, months yeah. of the year. Um, uh-huh. When it comes to um, 
vacations, we, uh, weddings, things like that. I'd love to know your coaching philosophy. Um, cause mine is, mine is very just, I'm not going to bug you. You know, if you want to do workouts while you're on vacation, cool. Um, for a wedding, weddings, birthdays, and anniversaries, I'm like, you can just go, you know, big picture, right? Go and have, enjoy the hell out of it. Come back tomorrow and we just get back on track. It's, to me, it's not a big deal. I'm curious how you approach things like that. Yeah, that's a, it's a very similar mindset. I think it does depend on the individual for me who I'm helping. Um, so for, for some people to me, I, I typically try and like lay out a good plan or a realistic expectation for them to stick to. So they don't fall into all or nothing. Cause mm-hmm. I think for me, what I found, let's say someone goes to a wedding, has a wedding coming up on Saturday. It's with a bunch of friends. There's drinks, there's food, it's buffet, whatever like that to them, you know, a lot of these people that I'm, I'm helping, it's like, okay, if they're trying to eat 1600 calories per day and they go over that at all, then well, I may as well go to 3000, right. Uh, all or nothing again. Yeah. And so how do we mitigate that, but still allow them to have fun. So why don't we just do 2000 as that? So it's a higher cap. They feel good about it. Mm-hmm. I still want them to track, but at the same time, they don't need to be neurotic about it. So it's mm-hmm. again, find that balance. I think um, giving them realistic, expectations and structure on that I think is important I think giving them little tricks and tips on like okay like maybe maybe like make the wedding meal your main meal of the day and before that let's focus on some veggies and some fruit and some like low calorie protein to prepare for that drink a bunch of water let's get a lot of steps in here and there stuff like that but overall the key is like okay how can we balance staying on track as much as we can Mm -hmm. but then also having fun and, and realizing like what you're talking about. So overall, I, I I'm completely on board with that. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. let's enjoy it. And then just make sure we have a good plan and see the big picture here. But yep. oftentimes that's typically kind of how I approach it is, is depends on the individual, depends on time frame, depends on what they're doing, depends on what they've done, their personality, yeah. <laughs> their behaviors, if they beat themselves up, if they go over by 10 calories, right. On their daily just depends and so we just kind of sit down and make a game plan but i'm very much about like yeah go enjoy yourself i always say like it's kind of morbid but we could die tomorrow so it's like what like you know and some people take it too far the other way like well may as well eat whatever right so there's a balance of course balance but yeah anyways a little bit of a tangent but that's kind of how i usually approach it with people if they're on like a vacation it's a longer time period we usually just set up like just some simple goals that they can still make a little progress. Mm. Um, I always say, you know, some weeks you'll sprint forward, other weeks you'll walk forward, other weeks you'll crawl forward, and other weeks you'll get dragged forward. But the key is you still move forward, you nice. know, and, and keep up the momentum that way. So, you know, maybe it's simply getting 7,000 steps and drinking enough water on vacation for someone. That's a win. That's going to help them make a little progress. And so, I love that. yeah, so that that's kind of how I approach it on yeah. that. Yeah. Anyone listening to this, this is what coaching is, ladies and gentlemen. It it depends. It depends on a lot of things. Like if if two clients are going on vacation, one of them's going, you know, backpacking through Europe, another one's going to a resort to to lay down all day, they're gonna get two different approaches because one mm-hmm. of them's super active, they have more flexibility with food. The other one isn't moving as much. So what's the approach there? And that's, Mm -hmm. that's what it comes down to is each person is taken to an individual approach of like, okay, this is specifically what you need versus, you know, whatever other clients are going on vacation or what events are coming up, which is huge. And I think that's why 
your clients are seeing success because you're taking them through like what they would need in their situation. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, yeah, I think, I think that's, I think, yeah, it, it all comes down to the individual and, um, I had it something else and I lost my train of thought. So anyway, it'll, it'll come back to you. Yeah. I'll see. I'll see if it comes back. But yeah. yeah <laughs> when, it, when it comes to, it's slightly, it's on topic. When it comes to alcohol and, and losing body fat, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you approach that with, with clients? I know you're going to say it depends, but like for someone who's just a regular, say wine drinker a few times a week, do you have them log it? Do you ask them to reduce it? How do you help them balance it to get away from the all or nothing as well? Yeah, I don't, I don't usually ask them to reduce it. Um, I ask them to look at, okay, let's, let's lay out what our goals are and see that. And then let's, let's lay out what it takes to get there. And then how can we fit that within there? So I, I, you know, we talk so much about balance at the end of the day, there is going to be some sacrifice in this Mm -hmm. journey. I mean, there has to be, I mean, you have to have structure and be diligent and be consistent. Now it's not nearly as much sacrifice as most things especially with the right mindset structure, like we're talking about balance. However, it doesn't mean, you know, like I, I think sometimes people don't align their actions with expectations. So, oh, I can drink wine and lose weight. Okay, cool. But then they also have the nachos. They also have three glasses of wine. They also have dessert after. They also have, you know, something right, you know, early the next morning brunch and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at the big picture. So anyways, if someone's like that in the situation and it's somewhat of a priority for them, then we prioritize. I definitely have them log it. I definitely make it easier on themselves. And if you can find a, the, a lower calorie option, um, you know, you have a glass of wine for 300 calories versus 200 calories. You know, if, if you're not extremely like picky about the exact type of wine, that you're having for the 300 calories, of course, choose a lower one. If people like drinking, you know, whatever, err on the side of, you know, having hard alcohol with with a diet drink, save calories that way. Have it be 100 calories per serving as opposed to 300 or 400 mm-hmm. or whatever it is, white claws and stuff like that. Focus on those things, put those in beforehand, and then really just kind of structure your day around that. Focus a lot on protein, focus a lot on good nutrients so you feel good. And, um, this is what I was going to say. This just came back to me and all connects. Perfect. So, you know, something that I talk about with vacations and drinking and all this different kinds of stuff, you know, trying to help prepare people is like, don't do this. I mean, you shouldn't be doing this out of obligation at all. Do this because you want to feel better. Go back to your purpose on why you're doing Mm. this. And at the end of the day, if I'm helping someone, let's say for six weeks and they have this vacation on the seventh week, they're going to Hawaii and they're going to sit a lot and lay on the beach. Okay. Awesome they're not going to feel good just going reckless. Like they physically will not feel good. They mentally won't feel good. And so I I try and reframe it. And and that's a lot of coaching too, is just reframing things, giving them different points of view of of thinking, look, you're not going to feel good. If, if you do, this will take away from your vacation. If you Mm -hmm. go rogue completely, completely different, you've been eating 1500 calories with me per day. And now you're trying to eat 3000 and have a ton of drinks. You're going to feel horrible. So think about it in a way of like, how can I balance this and still have fun and feel good um, and have that good energy that we want to? Because no one wants to be just laying around being sluggish all day. I don't think anybody would ever raise their hands and say, yeah, I want to feel like that. You know, relaxing, sure, but not like feel crappy. So anyways, yeah. connecting that back to the alcohol, because it all kind of comes together. I think 
realizing like, okay, how can I, I still feel good on this journey and make progress and all that kind of stuff. So if wine is a priority for you, budget around it, you know, and put it into your food blog ahead of time. And, and sure, it might mean that you have to, you know, calorie wise, cut back a little bit um, on some of your drinking. Cause like I said, there is some sacrifice in this. It's just the way that it is, but you can be strategic and still enjoy yourself. Um, because fact of the matter is, I mean, you look at energy balance, if you have, let's say, just play a numbers game, you know, if you're trying to eat 1500 calories per day, um, and you drink 700 calories of that versus of wine, yeah, it can work, but man, you won't feel good. Talk about not feeling good. And then you have low protein and you just don't, your, your health isn't as good. And so Instead of thinking about it that way, it's okay, well, how can I have 200, 250 calories of wine on that day and then have the rest of my day filled with good nutrients and, and stuff like that? So yeah, that's kind of how I approach it. And I think that's something I'm like, look, there is sacrifice still, you yeah. know, and there has to be. So Yeah. Well, what got you to this point that the individual, right? It's not, you can't just keep doing the same things over and over again because right. you want to change with the, uh, with, with alcohol. Actually, I want to go back to a mini story about myself. What you said about like, feeling crappy heading into vacation so or Mm -hmm. at the vacation so when i went uh to vegas with my wife a few years back pre-covid and i was like dieting down to like lean up for vegas with pool bars and stuff like that i'm like okay but then i got there and after two days of eating i blew up because i was my body was like missing carbs for so many days and i felt like shit like so i'm like never again my dieting this hard into a vacation to go on vacation to eat freely and then just feel physically just yeah. bloated yeah. and crappy. So that hundred percent stuck with me. Once you said that, I'm like, yeah, that was me. That was the mistake that I've made in the past too. And then with, with alcohol, I think part of it is, is don't put so much emphasis on the need to drink, to have a good time. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know I speak of that from my chair in my basement at the moment, but still it's, it's, you don't need to have X amount of beverages. You don't need to drink all day on vacation. It, it doesn't, have to be that way for you to enjoy the vacation. So it's like, take the emphasis away from sometimes the food, sometimes the alcohol. And like, if you're going to somewhere like Hawaii or Cuba, like someone where you can just lay on a beach and just enjoy it, look around, you know, enjoy where you're yeah. at, enjoy yeah. the company you have instead of worrying about, Oh, there's this buffet and that buffet and an open bar. And it's it just, that's going to make it harder when all your focus is on the food and beverage. Yep. All your focus is going to be on the food and beverage. And I feel like it takes away from, from everything else in the vacation mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Alcohol is, and I don't need to go too much into like the actual act of drinking outside of like the fat loss component that Mm. that I can specialize in. But you know, like something I've been talking about recently too, like with a lot of clients, cause I've, I've had these conversations all the time. It's like, you know, you can have the alcohol and and stuff like that. And I, I drink too, you know, and, Mm. but I think you enjoy it more in my opinion you don't do it all the time, constant, like it's more of a fun event, you know, you're buffering that dopamine response that way. And what's cool about kind of bringing this full circle with fitness and with, with nutrition and just getting healthier and feeling better is all these things start working together. And so you start, you can start channeling your energy towards, man, I'm going to, I'm I will have some drinks tonight, but I don't need to drink right now. It's 1 PM and we're on vacation. Mm. Let me go on a walk. Let me, you know, go get some good coffee or something and, and go maybe do a little light workout or just go have like, you know, some fruit and hang out with my family. And then I can have that tonight, but it all, it all, and just because you have good energy, it just yeah. all builds on itself. And then the more energy you have, the more you want to work out, the more you work out, 
and and eat better, the more results you get. The more results you get, it's just this positive motivation cycle. Mm-hmm. But people get really caught up in the negative motivation cycle of of all that kind of stuff. You know, so like I, mean, I can't have or versus look what I can do yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And and then relying on the feeling of oh, I need to feel motivated, so then I'll start. Once I'm motivated again, I'll start. You hear that all the time. It's like yeah. you're gonna be if that's how you're basing your actions and your response. You're going to be stuck because you might start and then you're going to stop because guess what? John and I don't always feel motivated. I'm supposed to go squat after this. I don't want to go squat. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway, though, because yeah. it's important. And you go back to your purpose and it becomes then at that point, you dive into your purpose enough and build that routine. It becomes it becomes more discipline oriented. right? Absolutely. Yep. I have a fight with my a mental battle with my alarm clock every morning. <laughs> yeah. It's across. It's across the room. I have to get up. And yeah. Get it. yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like once I get up, I'm like, OK. Well, I guess I'm going to the gym now because I'm up and it's 530 in the morning. And what else am I going to do? Clothes are laid out. The the, the pregame routine is already set for me from the night before. Whether I'm motivated or not is irrelevant. The motivation comes from, you know, getting the warm up in getting some good music in, you know, getting to the gym. Once I'm there, there's no way I'm not doing the workout because what else am I going to do there? Right. It's kind of like it's the mental battles I think we have with ourselves that the more you can win them, the easier this gets. But it's Mm -hmm. it's can't let motivation become this excuse of all oh, i'm not motivated i'm not mo-. i think everyone's motivated to a certain extent it just depends on where their priorities lie and, and kind of where they are in life at the same time too it's like they say i want okay i want to lose 20 pounds okay great so you're motivated why do you want to lose 20 pounds and you kind of get deeper with them there but it's the action that they're missing to to do it so is it the motivation is it the priority is it time management is it accountability like there's so many other things involved i think that Mm-hmm. maybe you get overlooked or not talked about enough on Instagram. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, as you know, that's so much of what we do. I always say, I'm like, look, this isn't so much about information. Yeah. We're going to culminate and put together these systems done for you things. So you don't have to try and research and spend all this time. You'll save you a bunch of time. Sure. Information. That's great. Really important. Especially if you trust us and you know, okay, like this will yeah. work for me. You trust, you have that trust, which is really, really important. Putting that aside though, for a second, information is everywhere it's all over the internet that's not we're not john and i aren't here to to um create some sort of new thing that you've never heard before it's the secret thing that you only have to pay us you can only find out if you pay that's not how this is we put all this stuff together with like we talked about in in saving you so so much time but at the end of the day it comes down to someone in your corner holding you accountable, keeping you on track, encouraging you, getting you outside of your own head, giving you mindset skills and these skills and these habits and these patterns that you can then take and then eventually go out on your own. That's what we're in the business of. We're not in the business of telling you some new information that you've never seen before. Um, Is there any information that you know? I was going to say, do you have any information that we don't know? We're hiding it behind a paywall. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I... (laughs) That, but that, yeah, that's exactly right. I yeah. am on board. I think, I think, I think people get really um, hung up on that. Like, yeah, you know, with, with, oh, I just need to know this. I need to know that when the yeah. real issue is they need accountability and support to keep them going because they could find all the stuff they need on the internet, but it's why haven't they been able to do it? Well, there's a lot of reasons and there's a reason why we have jobs and it's, the stuff's not easy people so yeah i mean it's 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 information porn right you just want to read and read and watch and read and and just intake 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 but you don't do anything with it like to me you can 
make a ton more progress with less information. Maybe just yes. sat there and, and waited for all the information. And I went through that phase with, um, with like building a business, like pre pandemic. Mm-hmm. I've had coaches and mentors in the past, but it was, it got to a point where I was like, I was buying book after book, after book, after book. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing yeah. anything with these books. Like I'm reading them. Great. But if I'm yeah. not implementing what I'm learning, then what's the, what's the mm-hmm. friigging point. So if you're There's... listening, if you're listening to this and, and like you're listening to this podcast and other podcasts and YouTube channels and Instagram pages, take action, just culminate from one source maybe, and just take action yeah. from there for yeah. at least a month. Then think of a next step. Like don't take in any more information than you need to. Cause mm-hmm. it's just going to keep you stuck. Cause you're, they're going to get conflicting information. And then before you know it, you're even more confused than when you started. And like, if you don't trust fully what you're doing, then you're like, okay, I try, maybe I'll, I'll try this or whatever. And then it's just like, if you don't have that conviction, like, okay, this is going to work for me as soon as life happens. Cause it will mm-hmm. on your journey, it's easy to give up. And so, but that's, I, I feel like it takes a level of maturity might be a harsh word, but kind of a level of maturity, self-awareness, dropping your ego a bit. And I had to do this in my own, like you talked about business, same thing, asking for help. It's okay. Yeah. We all need help with certain things. Um, you know, whether it's with mental health or business or, or family stuff or marriage stuff or whatever it is, uh, financial. So ask for help because, um, there's people that know what they're doing that like can save you a lot of time. And sometimes it does take just dropping your ego a little bit and be like, you know, what? I need help. And you'll realize, man, it's going to save you a lot of time, heartache, finances, yeah, everything you go down the list. Right. Mm-hmm. hundred yeah, percent agree, man. Yeah. I've asked for help. coaches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is excited. So their coaches come in and I've, I've asked for help in anything I need help with. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think I got to a point where I'm like, oh, I uh, I want to figure this out for myself because it's I'll do it and then I'll be like, I just wasted a bunch of time and I'm I'm nowhere. So whether it's mm-hmm. fitness or business or whatever it is, and now I'm busier than ever. I don't want to spend time creating my own program. I need someone to hold me accountable to get my workouts done or my nutrition protocol and things like that. Like I have my coach, I have my business code. Like I I have things in place for me to make sure that I'm making progress in the in the areas of life I do too. And I know you know we both have. You have a kid. I've I've kids. It, you know, life gets a little bit more hectic when little ones are involved and dependence and stuff. And asking for help for that is 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 one thing that I think I don't know. If people are just scared to do it, or maybe they've been burned in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and this might be this might be a controversial question. You don't have to answer it, but and I'll tell you my answer. Who's more stubborn in asking for help, men or women? Men. Yeah. Nice. Me too. <laughs> I agree. Hundred yeah. percent. It's yeah. the male. Is the male ego? What do you think? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I can relate. It's funny because I'll talk to people, you know, to see if they're a good fit and see if, you know, we both want to work with each other and if they would be a good fit for, for the coaching that I do. And typically I get more resistance when someone decides not to from a male and that Mm -hmm. just, and it, what's funny is it like will frustrate me to be honest, but then I'm like, well, I'm kind of the same way I get it. You know, I get it. So it is, there's a level of, yeah, you just got, I think, I think it's a, it's a pull yourself up by bootstraps mentality. I think that's how we've been conditioned. Yeah. And I don't think that's always necessarily a bad thing. Cause it's like, you know, get things done, figure mm-hmm. it out. But the, but the thing you got to ask yourself is like, if you've tried to get, whether it's a fitness or business or whatever else, right. You tried on your own. There's a point where you're just hurting yourself and hurting people around you. If you're not being like, okay, I got to lay my ego down and get some help on this because because you're, you're, it's actually become selfish. And I can say that because I, I've seen this. Um, so 
I get it. And again, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, let's take control of, you know, as much as we can in our life, there's so much that we can't control, but mm-hmm. of the things that we can, like our health and stuff, I'm all for that. But if you've tried and you haven't been able to do it, that's when you kind of got to look in the mirror. And I think it's actually like one of the strongest things you can do is ask for help. So I agree. It's, yeah. it's, it's, no, it's a superpower. I think it's, it's something that people are scared to do or they have the ego is, and I, I love the bootstrapping is necessary, like you said, but it gets to a point of like, if you, if you tried, but you've tried multiple times, like it's, it's, it becomes like a year after year after year thing, something needs to be different this time. And it's not a different diet and it's not a different supplement. It's not a different workout program. It's, it's literally asking for help, you know, finding yeah. someone that you trust that can take you through the process, getting away from like random YouTube videos and random program downloads. Cause those mm-hmm. things aren't asking for help, right? As we said earlier, information is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Information isn't the difference maker for the majority of people. It's, it's having someone help you navigate life struggles. Like anyone I've worked with, there has been a struggle in their lives. A challenge has popped up. Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter oh, who yeah. it is of the almost hundred people I've worked with in the past <clears throat> year and a bit. It's there's, there's going to be something that comes up. I've had something come up in my life in the last year and a bit. The shit's hard, right? But you have someone that you can bounce ideas off of or just vent to or whatever it might be. That's to me is, is priceless because it's like, okay, that person helped me through this and helped me towards my goals. Even when I didn't want to, or it was too hard to that's coaching. I think that's the biggest difference maker for people. Yep. Yep. And just continually helping you make it a priority in your life because that, you know, you, you know, it is, it needs to be a priority and having that external help accountability and encouragement can really help you with that because it's easy to lose sight of that that it is a priority and it needs Mm -hmm. to be a priority when life happens especially when all you've ever done before is you know you start a a a health journey and then life happens and you fall off you got to get out of that cycle so that's yeah 100 percent. i love that that. yep yeah big thing uh, we're ra- we're close to wrapping up time. I got I got a hard stop soon. I love it if you can leave us with a golden nugget. It could be literally anything, any topic, whatever you want to put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. I would probably say the thing that pops in my head first is just imperfect action. Um, just just start. <laughs> nice. Stop stop. Uh, you the reason why I say this. Let me let me um, organize my thoughts better. The reason why I say this is because. I have clients, they think they need to be perfect or whatever. And actually perfection in the aim to be perfect literally is the only thing that's holding them back. And they either don't start or when they do start, as soon as they mess up, they fall off and they don't do anything at all. Again, all or nothing. That's all rooted in that. But just, but just go, you mess up, you learn from it. That's important. Don't just ignore it. Learn from it. Move on. Give yourself grace. I think, I mean, I have a client right now. She is she she is the perfect example of of imperfect action like she she does not do that good of a job with being consistent with workouts and stuff like like we struggle with consistency very communicative she's awesome she works a crazy job she's a crazy life but she still shows up every day and does something and she's seen crazy changes because of that and so i think we need to get out of this mindset so many of you know, maybe you that's listening or whatever, you need to get out of the mindset that like, Oh, I got to get everything figured out. Mm. And I got to go a hundred percent all in, in order to start and make this work. And that's not true. That's not true. Just start, get, you know, on a good program, maybe with a coach, shameless plug mm-hmm. for either of us and, 
have someone to hold you accountable and just start and you'll figure it out as you go. But what you'll realize is there's never going to be a perfect time. And so you just have to, you just have to start. So that's, that's what I would say. I think I see a lot of people holding themselves back. Mm -hmm. Perfect, man. Yeah. And this is, this episode's coming out as you're listening to this, it's uh, it's the first week of September. So it's, it's a new chapter for a lot of people here in, here in Ontario school starting up. It's, it's parents, arguably favorite time of year because they get their uh, yeah. <laughs> little bit of their time back and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it really does. It comes down to action. It doesn't have to be perfect. I haven't been perfect over the last two years, at least I'm sure Nick, you're kind of in the same boat at times. Oh, it's yeah. like, you know, you yeah. just do what you can yeah. and move on. And that's, that's yeah. literally it. Um, yeah, man, let's uh, let everyone know where they can find you. And I'll, I'll put the links in the show notes as well. Yeah. Main place is Instagram. That's my, it's my biggest spot. So it's just Nick Blaine fitness. Um, at that, you'll see my ugly mug on there. And Oh, one other thing I was going to say is don't you're listening, you know, first week of September, maybe in September, October, don't wait till January. Do oh it my now. God, yeah, Do it now. Set, set yourself up for success now. And that we're obviously, I hope you know, at this point, we're not saying you can't go to holiday parties. You can't have eggnog. You can't have fun, but figure this out now so then you go to january and you're like oh this is freaking easy you know nice. you get to that point you can do that right now don't wait don't use the excuse of i ah, i just gotta wait till after the holidays that's that will that mindset will keep you stuck in a very ugly cycle let's do it now i love that you said that yeah that's an even better golden nugget i love that yeah man nick thanks so much for taking the time it was it was great chatting with you and, and dropping the the knowledge bombs that you did for us and uh yeah we'll talk to you again soon man cool appreciate Thank you much. having me